The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list making here on the BICBP-radio.com network. I am one of the hosts, Dan Torres. With me is the co-host, Matt Johnson, my good friend. It is so good to see you, buddy. It's been a crazy week. Uh, I, I bet it has. I bet it has. It is good to see you, my man. Excited to do uh, today's topic. We got a fun one, a little different. Uh, but a whole lot of fun. I could definitely uh, tell you that uh, I was thinking real hard about this one. I had to look for a lot of inspiration to fight, to to nail this one down. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot uh, to choose from. I didn't realize how much, and w- I, it kind of got overwhelming at a point. And then once I started to like do my research and narrow down certain things, I was like, oh yeah, there. I I again the associations we have from our childhood play a lot into this. So you and I will probably have some similar things uh, on this list. Quite possibly. Uh, But I'm excited about, so to preface this before we get into doing this list, some of it I didn't include, like there are certain items I didn't include because I feel like they've replicated them so well in real life and there's nothing else like it that I can actually find it at certain places and be like, okay, this is, yeah, this is exactly how it would be. Some of these that are on here, I feel like they've tried to replicate, but I don't think they've done like the actual justice of doing it. Um, but without further ado, let's um, get real hungry and dive into our list of the top 10 fictional foods we'd like to try. Uh, Matt, why don't you lead us off with your number 10? All right, my friend, I will kick us off with a, uh, with, it's not really a food, but it's like a, it's, it's gum. All right. I grew up Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory and I'm going to go with a three course dinner chewing gum. I I can appreciate a good chewing gum. Uh, you know, food flavored gum is always really exciting. I remember um, growing up and having like it was like a strawberry or cheesecake gum, and it was like tasted just like it. How cool would it be to have a gum that transitions from you know one course of a meal to another one, right? Like I think that'd be pretty cool and inventive. Uh, probably a long, long ways away. Uh, but I'm sure it is in the works at some point to pull it off. But um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty pretty cool to have that that experience. So three course dinner chewing gum from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I absolutely uh, love that creativity in that movie and how many things that they've actually brought to life. Like there was a whole Wonka line of products that I think is like I think the Wonka name is like slowly going away from it a little bit. Uh, but in the 90s, when we were growing up, like you would see the commercials on Cartoon Network all the time. The what will they think of next with the little animated Willy Wonka and the uh, Oompa Loompas? Do you remember those commercials back in the day? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah they were a lot of fun. Yeah, I, those those were so good that uh, I feel like 
there's so much more to be desired from that movie still. But uh, rest assured, there will be a Willy Wonka entry somewhere on my list. Of course. Of course. Um, so to lead off my list, um, I have to give an honorable mention to the Jawbreaker from Ed, Ed and Eddie. That's mm-hmm. something that I've always uh, thought about inherently but i feel like i've had giant jawbreakers and they would kind of taste the same as everything else but that's one of my favorite cartoons from my childhood so i had to throw that in there um but for my number 10 i'm gonna start off with a thing that actually exists but i want it to be made by a certain person um i love the movie ratatouille i think it is absolutely underrated uh pat oswald as the voice of remy is an incredible choice uh, I personally don't like mice or rats and it made me fall in love with mice and rats. And I was like, okay, I could appreciate this. Even though there's a mouse in the kitchen, which is my biggest fear. It was somehow desirable for me. It was a really heartfelt movie. And I want his ratatouille. There is a ratatouille is a dish that actually exists, but his was so good. If you don't know the movie, um, the food critic, comes to the restaurant and he has it and he's like transported back to his childhood when his mother made it. And it's a really, really amazing moment in that movie. But to have that reaction to that, it must have been so freaking good. Like it must have been one of the best dishes you'll ever have in your life. Uh, And even though it's a dish that I feel like could be prepared well and you can have it really well, Remy the Rat isn't doing it. So my number 10 is Ratatouille, but prepared by Remy the Rat. Very good. Yeah, I I, I didn't know. I didn't know if uh, I did not know if, if Ratatouille would make it on on either of our lists, but I'm glad it did. It obviously is food centric. It's fictional. Um, it has been a long time since I have watched that movie. So um, so I'm, I am glad to see that it made it. But uh, yeah, you, can, you really can't beat that. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about a mouse or a rat, so to speak, uh, making my food. But <laughs> I mean, good, he's operating. He's operating the human. So technically, like, except the last scene, it is like a kitchen full of rats doing it. But <laughs> it, but we, we 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 won't go into that because that's that is a a very big hazard, and I would not want that in a restaurant. But probably uh, uh, I probably might get might make a little shit, make it a phone call or two. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, a little visit. But if, you know, if Remy's like operating Gordon Ramsay, like I could take that because that's him actually using it, but just using another man's hands for it. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Our number nines, Matt, your number nine first. All right. My number nine, I'm going to go with uh, one that's uh, pretty much mostly real. Um, but there's one secret part of it that uh, that is maybe not quite or not really revealed. I'm going to go with the Good Burger. Uh, oh. Nickelodeon, man. Nickelodeon, the Good Burger movie was incredible. Keenan and Kel uh, in a in a film that was that made it to movie theaters was a pretty big deal back in the day. There was celebrity appearances. I think Shaq was in it. Uh, I think a couple other ones. And it was just a very fun film. I was split between this one and then their competitors, giant steroid burgers. And then I was like, oh, wait, they did the scene where they showed it was basically poison and really gross. I'll go with the good burger. It's got it's got the the special ingredient that makes it that much that that makes it special. And yeah, so good burger. Um, and again, look how far. Uh, I mean, Keenan Thompson's come since that. Movie oh, my too. God. I want to give a shot to that. But. Uh, it's crazy watching him on SNL compared to all that all those years ago. But uh, I'm going to go with a good burger for my number yeah. nine. 
yeah, he's absolutely killing it. And I, I like that burger choice. There were a ton of fictional burgers I could have chosen for this list. And that was an option. It wasn't the one I went with. There was one specific one that I went with that mm-hmm. you could probably guess, but we'll, we'll get to it at some point. I have a list. hunch. Yeah. Um. All right. My next one is one that I I put on here, but I can't. I can kind of imagine what it tastes like, but it's one of those things where I would never necessarily uh, be able to have the chance to. So let me reveal it first before I confuse the entire audience. Um, For anyone familiar with the show Friends, um, there's an episode where Monica, to uh, start getting to know the neighbors, leaves candy outside their door, starts making her own candy and putting it outside the door. And the neighbors become obsessed with it. And they start knowing her as a candy lady and they start like harassing her when it's not like out in time and all this stuff. So what was it about this candy that was so good? Monica is known for her cooking throughout the show, but there's a very famous scene in like the last uh, frame of her doing it where it's like a crowd of like 19 people outside of her door in her apartment in Manhattan. And they're all just crowded around waiting for and uh, Chandler eventually goes, do any of you know her name? And they all just pause and nobody says anything. And the one guy just goes candy lady. So if she had the magic to, attract all those people in her building just by putting candy outside her. It must've been so freaking good. So my number nine is Monica's candy from the show friends. Very good. Yeah. There's a couple Monica, right? She was a chef in that, in, in, uh, in that show. And she had a, quite a few dishes in there. I know some of them were uh, some, the, 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 the truffle, Yes, uh, I remember that one. That was not good. Uh, oh well, that was that was Rachel that did that. So oh, it was Rachel. Rachel that that's one. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a great show, and uh, I think that's a really great choice as well. Um, yeah, you can't beat that. You can't yeah. beat that. She's so she's so good. Her cooking throughout that show is just legendary, and she's so specific about it that ah, it's got it's got to be amazing. I, I love a good chef. Oh yeah, for sure. You pick yeah, two back-to-back television chefs, so I am here for it. I am here yeah, for man. it. All right, number eight, Matt. All right, I am going to go to uh, the world of video games here, and I'm going to go with one of my well, one of my favorite video game characters, my favorite platform video game character in Crash Bandicoot, uh, and those games deal with a certain fruit called the Wumpa fruit. Ooh, it kind of looks like a peach a mango maybe a little bit of a hybrid um some people say it's like a cross between apples peaches and mangoes it just looks so good and it sounds good when you walk and collect them you know i don't know what it is about video game fruit or just just fictional fruit in general but it just looks so good all the time and i mean hey if you get if you get a hundred of them you uh you get an extra life so why the heck not uh but yeah just Oh, just it just sounds you just hear the juiciness when you walk by and, and do it. And it's it, it's a staple. I used to love it when uh I used to get the Crash Bandicoot toys uh when I was a kid and they'd come with a wump of fruit and it's this rubbery little thing and I try to like bite it. Like I knew it wasn't gonna be actually real, but mm-hmm. uh, that's how much I adored it. So wump of fruit from Crash Bandicoot, that is my number eight. That is an excellent choice. I, you know, we've been talking about Crash so much on the show lately that I feel like I have to 
download the remaster and play it again. It's so good. I have it on oh, two different man. consoles, buddy. It's so good. It's so freaking good. But I got to get through Tomba first. That's the next thing I got to get through. That's the next thing I got to get through. Um, yes, that's that's really good. Even Spyro, like when you would... I, I'm trying to think if he necessarily like ate a bunch of stuff, but even like when like some of the characters would like eat the fish from the water or something like that. It always looked good. Yeah. Some of the video game stuff was always amazing looking. They do a good way to present it. That's for sure. Um, all right. So I'm moving on to another TV show. Surprise, surprise um, from our childhood. It's a cartoon. Um, it's the show, Doug. And I am going with the honker dogs from <gasps> Doug. They <sighs> So they're, they're just hot dogs, but I imagine they taste like almost like a Ted's hot dog would where they're like grilled. They're actually like really fresh. And that's like the thing, really, instead of like burgers and fries, a lot of the time it's like honker dogs and fries like that, that people will, will eat. And they always looked so good when they had them on the show. Uh, There's a very specific episode I remember from my childhood where Patty, because Doug's in love with Patty the entire show, if you don't know it. Uh, jokes that at her birthday party, they're going to have liver and onions for dinner. So Doug spends like a week uh, mustering up the courage to try liver and onions and be able to eat a plate of it so that he could do it at her party. And he gets there and he's like, oh, I can't wait to have it. And she's like, I was just kidding. Like, that's not what we're really having. And it's, <laughs> uh, and it's honker dogs and fries that it turns out to be. Uh, uh, Doug was they, a fun show. Yeah, I really, really loved Doug. It was so creative. Uh, but I really, really, something about those as a kid looked delicious. So Honker Dogs made my number eight. Very nice. Very nice. That sounds good. I kind of want a hot dog right now. I, I know. It's almost summer. It's I don't know. It might be too early. I got it. It's like it's the perfect summertime hot food. It's so weird. Yeah, I ordered not to get too off topic, but I ordered uh, a personal pizza today and I have two slices saved for after we're done with this right before the show. So I'm going to chow them down right before that. And it'll be the perfect mid uh, show break here. Very good. Okay. Okay. All Um, right. Number seven. Number seven for me. I'm going to go to the wonderful world of South Park. And for this dessert item, there's something about uh, sweet and savory. Um, Just sweet and savory, right? Sweet and salty. That's the best combo. It's very satisfying. I'm going to go chef's chocolate salty balls. Uh, (laughs) This one. Listen, I've had, you know, you ever have a potato chip like dipped dipped in chocolate? And it just, have have you tried it before? Um, I don't know if I have, but I've had plenty of things dipped in chocolate and I'm open to things. It's good. It's really, really good. Salt, just the combination of salty and sweet is, is like, it's insane. I was just dumping, dunking ruffles and chocolate fruit dip. Um, you know, to to dip like pineapples and strawberries in, I was dunking ruffles in it like last week and it was, it was great. I've had, I've dunked tortilla chips and Nutella before. And I know Nutella is not chocolate. But it 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 was very oddly satisfying. Like it yeah, just, it just hit right, and I could not like. It, I was satisfied when I was through with it. I mean, addicted, but I was like, oh, okay, this is good. So, chef, chef's chocolate salty balls with the jingle and all. Um, put them in my hand and let's go. <laughs>
That's the that's a great South Park one to make your list. I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be like cheesy poofs or something like that. I was like, uh, I mean, we all know what they are. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was it was it was tough, but it's and, it's and like I don't like cheese puffs in real life, really. So they're too it, messy. They're too messy. Yeah, they're not yeah, bad. Exactly. They're good to eat, but they're just too messy for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, my number seven. This is where it starts to get hard because now I'm getting hungry and all of these are desirable. <laughs> this is where I'm going to put my Willy Wonka. So uh, it's the everlasting gobstopper mm-hmm. that I want to try. I am such a huge candy nerd. And to have something that you could just keep the flavor of forever and ever and ever and it doesn't stop, it would be my favorite thing in the entire planet to just have. It would just keep me so satisfied. I would chew it probably find like a little baggie for it put it in the bag at the end of the day pick it up chew it throughout the day i chew it like i would chew gum but just that for a candy lover how could you not want that and the gobstoppers and that they make in real life are really good too but Mm. they don't keep the flavor forever and it's impossible to find something like that until we actually have a willy wonka that's not johnny depp or gene wilder rest in peace uh but uh, the everlasting gobstopper makes my list at number seven. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I had a like I said, Willy Wonka is the quintessential food movie. Um, did, do you have any more Willy Wonka on there? No, I think this was the only one I have on there. The, I the, tried to keep it at one. Okay, the only other one I was thinking of was the little teacup flower. Oh yeah, that's the only other one that I might I almost put on my list. So. That and like the flavored wallpaper but that's kind of gross when you think about it too oh, like all all these bit. people are like licking, licking the, the same, same damn thing. wallpaper <laughs> it would be so weird like that's 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 how covid started <laughs> yes <laughs> damn it willy wonka i knew it was your fault <laughs> oh my god it re- i mean hey apparently it was it, yeah it, that's a whole other story but yeah that's uh that is something very yeah. good Absolutely. All right. Our number six, Matt. All right. Our number six, I'm going to go with a uh, delicacy from Pokemon. I've actually seen these people because a lot of these things can be made. They're just not common. That's that's basically what I went with for a lot of my list selections. Um, It is the rice ball jelly donut. So rice ball is a very it's a traditional. I want to say Japanese or Chinese, um, you know, thing. I've had him. I had a friend. He was, oh, God, I worked with him. He's from, oh, I can't, damn it, I can't remember. Thailand? No. One of those areas um, by China, but he made them for me before. It's 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 rice. It's got the seaweed paper, and it had bananas in it. It was really, really good. Basically, what this is is just jelly donuts basically the rice the rice ball the rice rice and seaweed combo that they they kind of do it's the replacement for bread it's a lot healthier option than bread um and you 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 put jelly in it they they showed it com- a, a lot of times in pokemon there were these white balls they had like a black x on it and and that's what they would eat on the road that was one of their their savory sweets that like brock or somebody would cook up for them they always had them Always had them. Like that was a very common food. So rice ball jelly donuts is going to be one. I would love to have that made up. Uh, I've seen pictures of people replicating it. 
Uh, and the reason why it's on my list is because it's not so common. And uh, I haven't person personally seen it with my own two eyes um, in real life, but rice ball, jelly donuts. I love it. That's an excellent choice. And they always look so good. Like even when Pikachu was eating them, like he loved, he loved them. Uh, like you would always see them eating him, uh, them in episodes, even some of the stuff that was just for like the Pokemon. You were like, oh, that looks like it's kind of decent. Yeah. <laughs> I was close to being like, I'm like, do they eat Pokemon? Like there was like a scene. There was, there was a scene where, uh, they were eat, they were salivating about, uh, uh, Magikarp. And I was like, interesting right it's a very big fish maybe it tastes good i don't know but yeah. i don't know no they just eat the other animals of the world that aren't pokemon i know you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we see them all the time yeah right uh okay so uh my number six is so we live in buffalo new york uh we live right next to Canada. We have our own breweries everywhere. We are in one of uh, the best beer places in the world because we can get it from a lot of places, which we're very lucky to have. But there's one thing we will never, ever be able to get, and that is Duff beer. We, I will never be able to have a Duff beer as long as I live, and that breaks my heart. Man, the Simpsons, like, the sweet spot that we were in growing up where it was like seasons like 10 through 15 or 16 that were really good before. It's, yeah. Yeah. Before it started getting really repetitive, like right after the Simpsons movie, like when it started to go downhill a little bit, those were the best times. And Homer was the best, but he's always drinking Dove. He was always, before we knew what alcohol tasted like, he was getting wasted in front of us every day on Duff beer, just throwing <laughs> the cans over the fence, uh, pounding it down at Moe's. It, it's, it looks absolutely delicious. It's got to be the most satisfying beer on the planet, even though it probably tastes like Coors Light, quite honestly. Uh, but it had to make my list because of the, the how iconic it is and how bad I would love to have one before I die. So Duff Beer made my number six. Very good. Yeah. Well, hey, what's a good adult cartoon without a without a signature beer, right? Family Guy has, I think, the Patriot Ale and and yeah. all that stuff. So, but Duff goes back way, way, way further. Uh, yeah, it just sounds cool, Duff, right? Yeah. We have Duff's wings, and we just go there because it's it, the name is just Duff. I it just mm, mm. So good. Oh, so so good. good. All right. Top five. Matt, lead us off with your number five. All right. So this one is, uh, I want to try this one because of, not because maybe the way that it tastes, but what its effect is. Uh, I'm going to Lord of the Rings, and I want to try the Lembus bread, uh, which is something that the elves do. As many could tell, the elves are have a very um, slim figure, right? I think many of them, if not all of them, are, are pretty slim. One of the most popular foods that they have is lembus bread. And apparently just one bite of this fills up their stomachs for a certain amount of time. Now, all things considered, we have to look at the context of the movies, right? What happened and who was eating it? The hobbits reading them. The hobbits mm-hmm. have like seven meals a day. Frodo and Sam made it all the way to Mordor from Rivendell on lembus bread. That's all they ate. That's all they ate. Some bites and they were filled up. That's impressive stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Help me be a little bit skinnier, probably. Um, but I'm going to give a shot. I, I, I'd like to try some Lembus bread. I, I'm a bread person in general. I like trying different types of bread, and I like to see what this effect is. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's really amazing for as much as hobbits like eat and drink that they like you when you take in the statistical factors of everything and like how crazy that journey was. It's pretty amazing what they did with that series. I love it so much. It is great. But two of my I mean, both of those are some of my favorite, some of my favorite, like just they're, they're two of my favorite trilogies of all time, movie trilogies of all time. So um, really good stuff. And what a world, what a world they made up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would want to try with there. I definitely want to give like some pipe weed a try with Gandalf. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd probably like sit there and like ask him for a puff. But uh, there's probably yeah, somebody on Oliver Street that sells it, man. It's probably all the same. I, I've driven up and down there. I know. I, I know how it is. Uh, it's, I'm <laughs> laughing because it's true. All right. Uh, so my number five, uh, let's uh, let's go back to back drinks here. Um, I'm on top of candy and like beer, I guess. Uh, I also love soda. We're just looking so healthy here with my choices in life. Uh, but I, uh, I love different types of soda and like carbonated beverages and one of my favorite shows growing up had one of the most desirable beverages I've ever seen. And I'm talking about Purple Flirt from Jimmy Neutron. Oh, I completely forgot about that one. Man, they were always drinking that. Like every kid thought it was like the number one thing to have around. You were uh, you were just like at the candy bar. That was the number one thing they ordered, like milkshakes or Purple Flirt. They were always drinking it in the episodes. It looked so good. It looked like a heightened grape grape soda like somehow yeah and it just always uh it always looked so good whenever they presented it because it'd be the focal point of certain episodes um and just that world was so fun too like all the stuff that jimmy came up with too another thing from that world i would try but didn't make my list is um they do an episode where he has book gum for a second and yeah, I don't know if you remember it, but you chew it bit. all of a sudden. You're like saying dialogue from the story, like yeah. depending on like how it tastes. He had some wild inventions, but the thing that always bugged me about that show and then the Fairly Odd Parents is what they would they would always undo whatever they made or wished. Yeah, so yeah. but they had it to be, keep the episodes going. I guess it did. It sure did. I love that movie to death. I really did. Uh, <laughs> that too. movie, great movie and a great TV show. Um, I wish it was still on. I wish I still had access to watch it. Yeah, I me too. It it was always so much fun. I loved watching the like me and Ben will quote that movie back and forth all day <laughs> if we can. It um, was a, yeah, it's a classic. So good. All right, top four, Matt. All right. This one I seen in a cartoon, and I'm actually have a desire to try it. All right. So one of the greatest I think adult cartoons, adultish cartoons is Bob's Burgers. Now, everybody, burgers, you know, the, whatever, you could do a lot with them. I like to have fun with my burgers. I've had all sorts of different types of burgers. I've had a s'mores burger with chocolate syrup, marshmallows, graham crackers. I've had it. This one always stood out to me. I'm a peanut butter lover, and this one is the take me out to the burger, they call it. It's a burger with, pe- I think, peanut butter. And Cracker Jacks on it. 
I would try it. I've had a peanut butter and bacon burger before, and it slapped. It was really, really good. I had it for New Year's Eve a couple years ago. We actually cooked it up right at the studio. That grill, it's probably it's to your left, Dan. It's like a little Weber grill. It's right by the window. We cooked it oh, up yeah. on that. We cooked it up on that, and it was it was incredible. It was so damn good. Um, and I want to try it. I think uh, I don't know when I get my next cheat day, I might attempt to make this thing, or maybe maybe I'll just buy one from McDonald's, just get it nice and plain, and then just throw a throw some a slab of peanut butter and some Cracker Jacks on it. Call it a day. We'll see. Yeah. I, you know what? There's nothing wrong with peanut butter on a burger. I've had um, peanut butter and jelly. Have you had that on a burger before? I haven't had, had peanut butter and jelly together. That's so it. I would do that. So on Hurdle, there's a place called Mr. Sizzle, and they do a burger that uh, has peanut butter, jelly, and jalapenos on it, and they put mm. cream cheese on it too. It's delicious. It's so good. Um, I've, I had it and it turned me into a believer of like the fact that anything really does work if you prepare it the right way and have the right combination of things. Heck, I have, I know we talked about this before, but the pizza I have in my car is, uh, Hawaiian. I do, there is nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. I will say it again, people, you you hate it because the internet hates it. But half the time you have never tried it. It is delicious. I said the same thing with my coworker today because she believes it too. Um, but yeah, that's, oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love it. And I love Bob's burgers too. They had such creative things on there at all times. Um, all right. My number four, I'm going to put Scooby snacks here because inherently they are dog treats, right? So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not necessarily gonna, probably try it again after I have it the first time. But it's one of the most iconic foods in fictional history. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Scooby getting into any situation just because he has three of them. How good were they that he could walk into the rooms with like people that were planning robberies and like trying to like blackmail people and like stand in their faces after he had those. How good were he, were they that Shaggy wanted him too? <laughs> like, that's the thing is like Shaggy wanted him just as much. So they must have been some type of decent. Uh, but it, it's so iconic that you had to do it. One of my favorite um, underrated games for the PlayStation one is, uh, the Scooby-Doo and cyber chase game. I don't know if you remember that movie from when we were, I do. I think I had the VHS, uh, the video game was so much fun. It was so good. You, um, every other level switched to, you were shaggy in one and then Scooby in the other. And it was very Scooby game. Oh, it was, it was very fun. You threw pies. That was your weapon. Like you had a certain (laughs) number of pies and you threw them and like, you could like, uh, butt bounce, uh, but you could pick up Scooby snacks. That was the number one thing is you just picked them up and every, the sound they made, just like with crash bandicoot, the sound they made, made it more desirable too. Right. Um, so my number four is Scooby snacks. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That's a common one. Animal or human. Love it. Uh, I think they used to have like Scooby snack, like legit Scooby snacks, like, uh, like crackers or some sort of thing. Um, they used to sell for a little while. Popular Scooby Doo, one of the most main, you know, mainstream cartoons of all time. So, um, very, very good. I love it. All right, top three, Matt. You're number three, sir. Top three. All right. So for me, there's 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 three things that cartoons or animation always makes look that make they make look really good. Fruit, which we talked about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, pizza. All right. Always cartoon pizza always looks so good. That cheese is so damn melty. It is. It. Oh man, goofy movie pizza. Oh, oh give yeah, it to you me, read Daddy. my mind, dude. Give you it read to my me. mind. And the last thing is meat. All right. So you had the giant steaks and Tom and Jerry and stuff. Uh, but what I am choosing, uh, I will never ever be able to have because this animal does not exist anymore. I'm going back to the Flintstones. Uh, and I want some mammoth ribs. All right, yeah. load them up on the car. The the one that tipped over the car. They handed them. I was always like, "What is this?" They go to like the the, yeah, the their fast food line. And here's a giant mammoth rib. Um, then there was brontosaurus ribs and all that, just giant stuff. Um, I love ribs. I'm a, a I'm not gonna say a rib connoisseur, but I love a good rib. Um, Depending on where they make it, Dinosaur Barbecue makes some really good ones. I've had some excellent mm. ones from other places. I've had home-cooked ones. Uh, but, man, what does a mammoth rib taste like? I want to try it. So, mammoth ribs. And that would fill you up, too. Like, you know that oh, we that could would just be. A, yeah, we can have a couple people just gangbang this thing. Put it in. <laughs> it's Oh, man. That would be the most incredible tasting rib of our entire <laughs> life, I feel like. Ah. Uh, I'm right, I'm right with you. I love a good I love good barbecue. So dinosaur is definitely one of my favorites as far as I'll go there. I uh, I was downtown doing something at Shays a few months ago. In between shows, I went there by myself for dinner. I just sat at the bar, watched college football, talked to the bartender and like ate a full meal in front of me. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. So I haven't been there in years. The Rochester one is better, though. I will say that. I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, it's dinosaur barbecue, dinosaur barbecue, but the Rochester one is really, really good. Yeah, I uh, that would absolutely be incredible. Oh, and some good sauce with that too. Oh, now you got me thinking. So my number three, um. I know we've talked about a lot of things on this show, but I want to pick your brain a little bit on how familiar you are with comic strips. Pretty, pretty like newspaper comic strips. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. newspaper comics. I used to read them all the time. Yep. Sunday <clears throat> comics, my favorite. So uh, if you had to name a top, maybe three, what would you choose as your top three? Uh, I think Ziggy's a good one. Okay. Garfield. All right. And, uh, oh, God, there's another one. I always like Calvin and Hobbes, too. There it is. So my pick is from Calvin and Hobbes. So okay. I, um, my dad, uh, his main job as an illustrator for a while was doing, like, touch-ups and reworks and corrections for um, comic strip artists. So he mainly a lot of Jim, uh, Jim Davis and um, Charles Schultz. And things like that. So they would send him the original designs and he would like ink it and touch it up and like recreate different things or move things in the shot. Like just get them ready for actual production. Yeah, but it's, a, it's a really cool thing that he did. But growing up, which I didn't understand why I had a lot of books of volumes and collections of comic uh, of uh, comic strips. And I read them all. I loved reading them so, so much. But one of my my absolute favorite out of all of them, my absolute favorite is Calvin and Hobbes because of his imagination. Um, I used to have a pin of Spaceman Spiff uh, on one of the snapbacks that I had. 
But the best thing that I never got to try from that because of how much I love cereal is chocolate frosted sugar bombs. <laughs> I would love to know what they taste like. They're not the campy Cocoa Puffs. They don't taste like Cocoa Puffs. You know there's an added spin on them of some sort. They're either coated more or something like that. But Calvin was in love with these things. He wanted this propeller hat in one of the uh, in one of like the storylines that they did. And he ate through boxes and boxes and boxes of them as fast as he possibly could. And he got it. And it was just this little battery powered thing that like in the middle just did that. <laughs> and he thought he was going to like fly around or something. But they looked so good. And I always wanted to try them as a kid. In fact, I think I would probably eat cereal more because I would read that comic strip. It kept me so much company through so many hard times, that uh, strip. But uh, Chocolate Frosted Sugar Bombs from Calvin and Hobbes is my number three. I just looked up. They're very good. There's so many different, like people put their own art. They like ripped off uh, Frosted Flakes and all sorts of stuff. It looks good. It looks good. I love it. Let's, you know, they make the most extreme name for it. Chocolate Covered Sugar Bombs. And uh, it just it just sounds great. I mean, it's basically what 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 uh, a lot of cereals are, anyways, right? They're pretty much a sugar bomb. I would certainly call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some of the last um, things we need as kids, but hey, it tasted damn good. But that, those were our favorites, right? They Even were like like back in the day. They, the sugar content on our cereals was so disgusting compared to what they've calmed it down to a little bit now, at least. But we had like the Razzle Dazzle Rice Krispies. I don't know if you remember those things, but those things were cavity in a bowl. They were terrible. Oh, yeah. Dude, everything. Everything was just. And now I'm like, I'm all old. And if I do have cereal, it's like shredded wheat or Honey Nut Cheerios. Ugh. Yeah. I hate myself. Uh, (laughs) Um, All right. Top two. Matt, you're number two. All right. Top two. So this one is from a a Disney show from when I was like middle school, high school uh, from Kim Possible. It is called The Naco. Ooh. Remember this? I didn't watch too much Kim Possible, but I'm familiar with it. Okay. So what this was. So uh, Ron, Ron Stoppable. That was his name. He he was he loved nachos. So what he did was du- he got a tortilla shell, all right, and then he ordered nachos and he dumped this entire thing of nachos into the tortilla shell. Call it a naco. So it was a taco filled with nachos. Ooh, I'm looking at it right now. I can. My stomach is rumbling just thinking about it. Oh, that's like a better crunch wrap. Oh, yeah, pretty, pretty much. It was just something like a good look. It was like just leaking cheese and sauce and oh, so good. So good. Um, I like to try not something I have tried. Uh, I'd have to get a pretty damn big tortilla shell if I was going to try this. But uh, maybe one of these days we can do a fictional food cookout or something at the studio and, and we can have nachos, a nice plate of nachos. I think you're on to something there. And like, this is making me realize you and I need to do like food tours to of places just to like be able to like have things to talk about too and have yes. less content. Yeah. I think so too. For, for podcasting purposes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, my number two, I feel like I included a lot of TV shows on this list, but you know, again, you grow, you use what you know and you uh, talk about what you're familiar with. 
So my number two is going to be a Reptar bar mm-hmm. because uh, Rugrats was one of my favorite like kids cartoons growing up. And that was the number one candy out of everything. Reptar was the number one dinosaur on the planet. And that was what they uh, pined after the most was the getting the Reptar bar, getting that number one treat uh, that you could get out there. And even the the Reptar cereal was a close second, but the Reptar bars were way, way, way more desirable. Um, So that's why they make it on my list. I really don't have to go into detail too much with it. It seems like it would be a regular chocolate bar, but there's something about the green filling that I think is interesting. So number two is the Reptar bar from Rugrats. Did you ever have the one with uh, from FYE? They did like a replica one. I don't think I ever ended up getting one. Oh, man. They might still sell them. I'm going to have to find you one. That would be great. I'll have to try one one of these days. Yeah, you definitely should. You definitely should. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Our number one entry on this list. Matt. Number one is from a cartoon that I absolutely despised. However, um, this is the second iteration of Teen Titans, the goofy. <laughs> it was Titans funny. Go. Teen Titans Go. Yes, it was very fun. I mean, it was fun, funny, but I just compared to the old, the serious version that I grew up with, uh, I, I, it was it was a lot for me to take in. But the movie was actually really, really good. Um, what I have here is the Albertagato Supreme. And basically what it is, I, again, my stomach is rumbling for all the wrong reasons and right reasons, too. It is a combination of taco, pizza, burgers, and hot dogs all mixed together. Have you ever seen a picture of this, Dan? I So I am very familiar with Teen Titans Go because Ben and John were at the sweet spot age for that show to hit them just right. And I, ugh, it made me so livid. But yes, I am familiar with this. And Ben is going to love that you're putting <laughs> this as number one right it's, now. Oh, dude, it's tremendous. Uh, shout out to Ben. We love uh, Ben, obviously, but what a cool, co- what a fun combination. That's like a, to me, it's like a garbage plate. It's basically a garbage plate. Um, And, you know, Rochester serves garbage, garbage plates, but this would be four of my favorite things in the whole wide world. So Alberta Gatto Supreme uh, is what I have. I can't, I I can't I could never have predicted that that was your number one. And I I love that so much. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> what do you think my number one? Do you have an, a rough idea where it was? Or you just didn't think it was going to be that? I don't know. I just didn't think it was going to be that. I didn't know how familiar you were with Teen Titans Go for, for the most part, too. But it's just that's such a great choice for that one. You really dug deep for that. I did. Oh, this one feels so basic compared to that. Uh, but my number one, I had to go with a Krabby Patty. Mm. I want to try a Krabby Patty so freaking bad. That was SpongeBob was the number one ripe age uh, like cartoon that we had where we could appreciate it for how freaking funny it was and how good it was um, even at the time. And uh, him making those all day, it just made you want burgers. I didn't like burgers for a really long time. And like watching SpongeBob made me want burgers so bad. And now I'm addicted to having like every kind that you could possibly have. Um, But that's the number one that I wish I could actually get the recipe and like the secret sauce for. Because you don't know the formula and nobody ever will. No one will. So, uh. 
my number one had to be the Krabby Patty. Excellent. Yeah, I think my favorite episode was when he, he was trying to get Squidward to try it, and then he finally tried it, and it was the best thing. And then it, he he got into the vault, and they were all into his hips, and they blew up. Great oh, stuff. So good. Yeah, oh. it is. It is the that is the quintessential. Uh, I think fictional food of of all time. F- quintessential. Everybody knows it. I think, and everybody loves it. So, yeah, everybody does. Um. Hey, I do want to plug on here real quick because I know this is going to come out this weekend. Um, it, we mentioned Ben before. Um, we are currently in a production of Frankenstein at the Ghostlight Theater uh, that runs this weekend, uh, which is tonight, the 17th, tomorrow, the 18th at eight o'clock and Sunday, the 19th at two. And then next week we have, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, the next two nights, and then two o'clock on the Sunday. Um, and I do want people to come see this if you're in the Buffalo area because my brother is absolutely killing it this show he's doing such a good job and this cast deserves a lot of love too so if you get the opportunity and you have nothing to do um, these next two weekends be sure to check us out please absolutely go check it out um, yeah the, I, I'm excited to you know to, to see I, I plan on coming out because I've been wanting to see you guys do something um, probably next Thursday might be my best opportunity to do so um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been wanting to see you guys do your thing. You, you, so, you know, we just added the starry night, um, theater podcast in, uh, in, on our network, uh, shout out to DJ and Alex, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you go check out their show. They do a really, really good job. They're only four episodes in and they're, they're tremendous. Um, so make sure you go check them out next week. Uh, our man Tice is coming back on shout out to Tice. We are doing, we got, a uh, quite a big one. Top ten turning points in history. All right, so this is a nice history themed episode. We haven't done that. I don't think since uh, Dan's joined the show. If I'm forgetting, oh, we've done some history, but world history, political, all that stuff. Ever. It's um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun. So look forward to that. Uh, Dano, take us home. Sorry about that. There was a little bit of delay, but I think we're back now. Uh, but yes, let us finish this episode song. I'm so excited to be with Tice next week, and I'm looking forward to doing the research on that list. But on behalf of Matt and myself, do you even list? Let's see it.